Name a movie that, as an adult, makes you cry. Ooh, Cats. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> not like, not like. What have I done with my life? Oh. Kind of tears. Oh, okay. Like, like emotional. Right. Like, oh, that's so sad. Mm. Or like, oh, happy tears. Or like, you know, whatever. Oh, um, uh, Lord of, uh, like maybe Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> moments, especially. I would say, especially Return of the King. Yeah. Return of the King, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. I mean, I was. You know. I was, I was thinking you were going to say Castaway. Oh, um, sure, but but maybe not. Which so before you say anything, I've been thinking about this all day, and I want to say this as a hot take. Please, I stand by the fact that if you can make it through, you don't have to cry, but it, you should at least like your eyes should like well up a little. But you should like there should be a little bit of condensation forming <laughs> around your tear ducts okay. while watching Castaway and and if it doesn't then you are a horrible human being and, I, and and I'm and I'm read, I'm saying that ready prepared for you to say this movie doesn't make me cry and then I I will still I'm going to stand by it and say well then you're a horrible human being and I I I don't know I don't know what else to, you know. So, so you're saying, so you're prepared to say it if I say it didn't make me cry. Are you, I'm just trying to get you clear. Like, are you anticipating that's what I'm going to say? No, I, I have, I have full confidence that like every other decent human being, you well up a little bit, um, you know, at least, at least during the Wilson scene, Mm. um, which I find, I don't even find the whole him in the water thing as sad as him on the ra- the, the next shot of him mm. just crying on the raft. Um, right. But you cry during Castaway, right? Or you at least feel, you know, maybe you're not in a crying spot and so you don't actually, you know, you don't have tears running down your face, but, but your eyes get a little watery, correct? So, yeah. So, I'm going to say yes, they do. And they did specifically when I watched it this time. But when we get into the nitty gritty, it's going to be a bit of a hot take or a little bit of a um, a plot twist on which scene made me do so. And I think it might surprise you. But interesting. But bef- and I can add to that too because I was I watched the film. <laughs> I showed the film to someone who's never seen it this time. Mm. Um, and they said they said something similar. They're like, "Yes, the Wilson scene got me, but." not as much as this other scene and i was like really so we can talk about that in a minute please hello and welcome well hello and welcome and some housekeeping to get out of the way obviously this is a castaway episode but we're doing another film from 2000 because we did a vote way back when and Mm. gone in 60 seconds and unbreakable were dead upon arrival but yep which I was sad about Unbreakable. I was. I, was, I really. Uh, yeah. I had hopes. I had hopes for Gone in sixty seconds because I've heard some people talk about it. Um, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? and Castaway were not only incredibly strong and well rece- received, but they were. Uh, I think quite literally. Yeah, I've got the vote here. So they were tied as far as votes, and it was like to the finish line. It was just incredibly back and forth. I think. I think it was popular vote versus uh, yes. like Patreon boosted yep. vote. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I mean specifically, we can do shoutouts like uh, Andrew, Emily, and uh, uh, Brenna. Both 
used their Patreon flex and kind of helped push that vote forward. So long and yeah. the short of it is we're doubling up on the year 2000 and uh, we're doing Castaway. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, thank you. <laughs> I do have a trivia question to start things off a bit. Okay, and yeah, I'm I'm on board. It's uh, it's more of a conversation starter, and I it'll it'll kind of like okay. be a trivia question, and then we'll just kind of it'll steamroll us right into the episode. I'm excited for this because I would like to think I know a great deal about this film. Sure. Well, but I'm but having said that, I'm also so eager and open to learning things I don't know about the film. Mm. So it's it's a win-win here. Well, actually, it's not a win-win because it's not about the film itself. It's about the year in 2000 and the film year specifically. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is a question. And just free, like, it's just, can you name it or not? If you can't, I'll just tell it to you and then that'll lead into our conversation. But can you name the film from 2000, which won the Oscar for Best Picture? Is it multiple choice? No, I just just want you to just tell oh, me. Oh, 2000. If, I mean, I'm not looking at a list of I'll give you I can give you a choice. Um, You'll just know it right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. Um so uh the first will be Shock a Lot. The okay. second the second no. is Aaron Brockovich. Ooh, okay. The third is Castaway. And okay. the fourth is Gladiator. Oh, it's got to be Gladiator. Yeah. So Gladiator won Best Picture and it won Best Actor. So Russell Crowe got an Oscar and the film got an Oscar. And I felt it was okay. relevant to bring that up because we... Were they did... all nominated? No. No. Like, no. Okay. No. Those are just random. Because those all seem like... I mean, Aaron Brockovich... Um, maybe not shock a lot so much. Yeah. Uh, although it does seem like the Oscar bait, bait kind of yeah. film. Yeah. Those, um, those all, those films all received Oscar noms, but not necessarily best picture. Castaway must have received best picture. Mm, I'm not sure if it got, I think it got a nomination for like best picture, but, um, yeah, obviously didn't win. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying I think it won. I'm no, just saying no, no, it must no. have been nominated. And so the reason I bring it up is cause a, we, we've reviewed Gladiator before, so that's a reason it wasn't a vote um, option. And this might upset Andrew, but I'm... Well, that's I, what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching... We've watched both these films now, and I loved Castaway so much more than Gladiator. And I think... Oh, yeah. I think Castaway just has so much more um, raw, emotional storytelling that gladiator i think gladiator was more i appealed to me when i liked action things a bit more and now it's just a movie with action scenes that you kind of get through to get to the story and castaway just gets rid of the action and it's just about the story but the reason i brought I all this say, up i would ahead. say that you know gladiator is like a joe louis <laughs> it's chocolatey it's moist <laughs> It's got a cream filling. It's friggin' delicious. It's got Joaquin However, Phoenix. Just like a Joe Joaquin Louis. Fe- just know, like Joe Louis. Just like a Joe Louis. Yeah. And so, and there's nothing wrong with a Joe Louis. Nothing I mean, wrong. a Joe Louis is a Joe Louis. Yeah. You know? And I'm not even talking about like a half. Like a whole, a whole Joe Louis. 
But if Gladiator is a Joe Louis, then then you know Castaway is the chocolate cake from Matilda. It's like this <laughs> moist, decadent, just waiting to be. You know, so mm-hmm. so it's just there's no competition. Oh, I hear you. So the reason I brought this up is Gladiator won Best Picture, which kudos, good for them. It also won Best Actor, so it got two really good prestigious Oscars. And the thing that I'm that brings it ties it back to this, other than being from the same year, obviously, is it bothers me that um, Tom Hanks was nominated for Best Actor, but I feel, or sorry, Tom Hanks. Was he? Yes, he was nominated for Best Actor. He didn't get it. I feel I, I I'm pretty sure I looked this up. Castaway was not nominated for Best Picture. Wow. Yeah, that is a little baffling to me. Have you heard? Uh, and so, Cha- Gladiator, Chocolat, and Aaron Brockovich all were Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Traffic got the Best Picture nomination ahead of castaway i don't know i've that i've heard either of those i've heard of crouching tiger hidden dragon in a comedic context okay and i've never heard of traffic making fun of it yeah not making fun but just kind of like i don't know not holding it in high esteem i guess so i i'm just bothered by this i'm bothered that castaway did not get a nomination for best picture and I, I will be, I'm a little upset that Tom Hanks didn't win Best Actor, but I guess I can live with it because Russell Crowe was pretty good. He was pretty good. It's, uh, yeah, it's not like, it's not like the film that it did go to was garbage. No, 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 not at all. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I, uh, this movie really made me appreciate Castaway a lot more. And um, I, I, I was just a little upset. I'm a little like 20 years later. I'm I'm upset that Tom Hanks didn't win Best Actor, and I'm really kind of so. Upset. So is he? <laughs> and I'm really upset that it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, that seems odd. Yeah. Anyway, just gonna let it, gonna let it go water under the bridge. Got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's for your mental health is probably what's best. Yeah. Um, I have something that I've been, you know, how, okay, so you know how you, you watch a movie and you're mm-hmm. like, ah, I've seen this movie a dozen times. Yep. I know it through and through. For sure. me, that's Castaway. Yep. Um, and, but, but then one time you watch it and for some reason the film just hits different mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm seeing something here. Mm-hmm that I've never seen before. Hmm. I'm picking up on an overtone. I'm 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 viewing this in a way that I've never allowed myself to view it before. Hmm. Is that does that ever happen to you? That happen I'm not being sarcastic. That happened to me with Castaway. Okay, perfect. Me too. So, I have something that I so I watched Castaway like th- three days ago, oh. um, and uh, and it's been this has been burning itching. This has been an itchy, itchy, <laughs> an, you know. I was gonna say itchy groin, but it's a no. family show. It's anyways. It's it's been really just I ha- you know. So 
If I were to say to you, true or false, Castaway is about a guy marooned on an island and then he escapes. You would say, um, okay, I, I'm not being a, a a tool or trying to be kind of like difficult. I would actually say false. Okay, wait, and hang on. Is this like just as of this viewing? Like, did you have the same epiphany that I had? Um, maybe. Um, I, I would say of this viewing or like of a more adult lens. Yes, like as a kid, I would have said okay. true. It's just about a guy on an right. island. It's a guy on an island, and then so, uh, and and I believed that until the other night, mm. where now I don't even think the title <laughs> is about his time on the island. I think I think I think I think the island Whoa. is just a just a plot device. <laughs> I, you just I'm sorry, you just blew my mind. Continue. Uh so uh, it's a uh, it's a movie about a guy who overcomes adversities. He does. Right? Um and and they they foreshadow that from the beginning when they talk about you know this his truck broke down and he borrowed a kid's bike mm-hmm. in order to complete his deliveries. Yep. So he's a guy who uh, is resourceful mm-hmm. and can pretty much deal with anything that life throws at him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except a toothache. And sorry. Except for a toothache. Right, except for a toothache. Uh, but even then. Even then. Even then, he's resourceful and he deals with it. He does. The one thing that he's never able to overcome, the one thing that he doesn't have a solution for, there's no workaround, is not having Kelly. Hmm, um, yeah. That is, that is, I would say, by far the most horrible part for him being on the island, right? That is what he agonizes over Mm. is, is that the picture and the watch and all these things. But so anyways, I think, I think it's a movie about the importance of companionship. Sure. Um, you know, Wilson being obvious, you know, like I think there's a very strong case being made that if he hadn't come up with Wilson, he wouldn't have made it. Sadly, yeah. Um, he wouldn't have made it, at you know, at all. Um, but, so, my hot take, the thing that I'm just like, holy crap, I can't believe I never grabbed this before. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, a castaway is something we call someone <sighs> on who's, who's stranded on an island. Sure. Right? You're a castaway. <sighs> yeah. That's but, what I'd call it. What if, but, but... But castaway, when you're a castaway on an island, is one word. You're a castaway. Hmm. Or it's at, at the very least, it's hyphenated. That is not the title of the, this movie. This movie is not called Castaway. It's called Cast Away. <laughs> because that is what his character feels. And that is what, at the very, this whole movie... Because if it really was about him on the island, then the scene with him sipping whiskey at the end, talking about how 
you know, he was on the island and he wasn't with her. And now he's home. He made it, it defying all odds, everything he knew to be possible. Despite all of that, he made it off the island. And now he's lost her all over again. Hmm. And like, and so he has been cast away by, by her, this, you know, by yeah. her, yeah. Uh, you know, understandably reasonable reasonable circumstances by virtues um, of fate yes by virtues of fate but his feeling is not that he's a castaway mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. that's part of his story yep. but he has been cast away um and i was like holy hell like <laughs> i just Oh my gosh! It it just consumed me for yeah, the last few days. That's I'm like, wild. This is this is you know, and I'm like absolutely because then I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, castaway. If you're a castaway on an island, hmm. if you are a castaway, castaway the noun is one word. Sometimes a hyphenated oh, word. Sometimes just one word. Sure. But that's... to be cast away, Whew. to cast something away, and that is what he is. Yeah. You know, um, and he feels, because in, in his own broken mental state, when Wilson, he doesn't see it as him losing Wilson in the ocean. Mm-hmm. He sees it as Wilson leaving him. Yeah. As Wilson has cast him away. Hmm. Wilson's given up on him and Wilson's left. A bit of and foreshadowing. That's why he says, Wilson, Wilson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Come back, I'm sorry. A little, almost some foreshadow there. Yeah. So, that, the, I I don't know, man. I'm going to sing it from the rooftops. Because uh, <laughs> it's it's made me view this movie entirely differently. And, and it's oh. made me fall in love with it all over again in a whole new way. That's literally blown my mind. And I've never considered that, like, the significance of the title. That is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. I always just thought, oh, well, he's a castaway. Yeah. He's on an island. Castaway. Oh. No. He's cast away. Away. Oh. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Top that, Pete. Where do we go from here? Like, what do we What do we even check us? Oh, oh, and man. I don't know. I, I, That's You crazy. know what? I haven't looked it up. I want to. I want to mm. look it up and see if there's any, like, behind the scenes, like, yeah. stuff by Robert Zemeckis sure. um, that validates that that, mm. that you know gives it some credibility um but yeah man otherwise Jeez. otherwise this otherwise the title doesn't make any grammatical sense mm-hmm. right so that's i mean that's my that's my defense as well it must be because otherwise yeah your title's dumb <laughs> yeah. but your movie's good just the title's dumb but your movie's good so what uh what different light did you view it and then this time so i i just want to add on to your one thing that'll t- ride on yeah, your tail oh, yeah. coat a little bit and then i'll then i'll go on a tangent but it is it's the same as and i, I gotta get in andrew's good books again because i said gladiator was inferior to castaway don't want to estrange which him which it is which it is in our opinion sorry andrew we we love you but we just gotta say it um the one thing i'll say is one thing i noticed more about this viewing is that whole debate about like plot versus story so like something that people hate about Lord of the Rings is the 17 endings at the end, but the significance Mm -hmm. of it 
kind of like Castaway, is that there's like the plot where, you know, they go destroy a ring, he goes, gets stuck on the island. And then once that plot is over, the story isn't over. The story of him right. returning and finishing those loose ends, just like in Lord of the Rings, the story isn't over of our main protagonist. So that's something that stuck out to me this time, for sure, as a kid that I didn't, I kind of just overlooked the significance of what still had to be told after he got off the island. Um, right. So obviously I asked, does this film age well? Because I hadn't seen it in a long time and I was just genuinely curious. And there's a couple things I want to get into that I thought aged so incredibly well. And I okay. think I think you'll be with me here on this. But the first is just, as a kid, I didn't appreciate the gravity of the situations. And I now watched it and there were times I was just uncomfortable. There were times I was just on the edge of my seat there were times i just couldn't look you, at the screen you, yeah you view it so much differently as so, an adult right like when yep. he's a kid or when you're a kid and he like pierces his leg oh, you're like, oh gosh that really hurts and yep. as an adult all you're thinking is oh infection yep. like how are you you like, are yep. you're dead now you're dead it's gonna kill you yep there's so many things like that just hit me so hard like i have a little like a little list here like the whole crash scene had me on like I watched it as a kid and I was like, yeah, okay. As an adult, I was just so uncomfortable. The zooming in. Just and knowing, when and you knowing, see the water coming. I, yeah, and just knowing the realities of mortal situations like this, like A, the fact that he survived. Um, I think I was just so anxious, way more than I was as a kid. And there were some components to it. I know it's apples and oranges, but I looked at this scene and it was done so well that I thought it was in the same ballpark as some of the disaster scenes in Titanic as far as done well and done in a way to communicate a, sure. a, a, a theme to the audience. Um, the you fact know what's crazy? What? All of that entire crash scene. Yeah. Like, er, him in the raft, in the storm, in these like crazy rocking waters. Yeah. That's all shot indoors. I... There's some mm. real... There's some really cool behind-the-scenes castaway stuff. It's all hmm. shot inside. That's interesting, actually. But yeah, yeah on a on a big soundstage. Stuff like that. Stuff that he even was lucky enough to find an island. Um, the thing, like the fact that he had the the stones to ever go on a plane again when he was returning to Memphis. Like there are some things that yeah. are just psychologically scarring that I just was like, wow, that would take a lot for me, and just. All the things that he, when he was at home, when he'd have like a pocket knife on a keychain or a barbecue lighter, yeah. all these frivolous, silly things in modern day society that we just look at and tr throw in the trash that would have made his, his life. Had I had this. Had I yeah. had this. Oh, it was. And it was just not only did I appreciate it, but Tom Hanks just communicated it so well. So those like gravity of situations things aged well for me and i think that's just me being mature and the movie did it well the one thing i want to hit on and then i'll pass the baton back to you is there was this whole theme about the fedex and it happened before the truck breaking down that you referenced to but i loved the irony of his fedex rant of 87 hours being an eternity for a package to be delivered and yeah. then he goes to this island for a brief time where time is just completely irrelevant. Like, it, yeah. it is just such contrast and such just a change to him and what he valued and what he thought was important. And I love just how mm -hmm. it comes to a head. Just he has his pager and his pocket watch on the island and they are just 
meaningless and just useless. And I, there were, so those two things, the FedEx rant, that theme that was portrayed and the gravity of the situations, I give it a chef's kiss that aged well. And I, it was new to me. It was a new discovery to me. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and I mean, he does create true to his character. He creates a very sophisticated calendar system. Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Using the, the pinhole Whew. of light. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's so many things. I, if, if this ep- podcast episode were to have a theme, I think it would be the things you view in this film as a kid versus yep. the things you see yep. as an adult. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, you know what? It's stuff like that. It's stuff like ha- having seen this movie. Th- there's this, the moment that gives me chills. Okay. Is when he's leaving the car. Okay. And the last thing he says to her is, I'll be right back. <laughs> and you know it's going <sighs> to be four years. Oh. And you know what he's going to go through. And you know what she's going to go through. And you, yep. know, you know. And so that's that's a big one. Um him him crying because he's leaving the island even though all hmm. he wants is to get off this damn island yep um he's he's now sailing away from the only thing he's known for 4 years yeah you know yeah. so that's that's something that as a kid you don't appreciate in the same no way. so i think for me the biggest change uh, and this is something that, like, this isn't a universal change from kids to adults, because I know there's lots of adults out there that are going to, would fight me on this, are going to disagree okay. with what I have to say. Sure. Um, so, at the end, Chuck comes, obviously, he he has an encounter with Kelly at the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they kiss. Sure do. And, um, and... There's the, almost this brief, let's just let's just run away and live the life we were going to live moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes to her senses and realizes, or decides, um, that she she wants to stay with the family she has. Because really, I mean, she she didn't have to, right? Oh, we could we could argue all day whether that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. We can argue. Whether, you know, whether her marriage, now knowing that Chuck is alive and he's out there, whether or not that marriage is is destined to fail because she'll always carry a torch for Chuck. Like, who knows, right? That's mm-hmm. that's all, you could argue that all day and, and, and never get anywhere. Sure. Um, but as a kid, I always thought, when they kissed, when they have this moment, I always thought to myself... Oh, you're, you're, I always, it always really bothered me. And it, I always looked at Kelly as you cheating monster, you horrible, horrible, unfaithful monster. You have a husband in the house. You have a kid in the house. How dare you? How, mm-hmm. like, you know, as a kid, as a kid, I was like, sure. you know, cause then you think about like your own parents and stuff. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 You know, it's just upsetting. Yeah. As an adult, and I understand that there's adults that still will that that's still their mindset that she was mm-hmm. totally in the wrong yep. and and whatever. As an adult, my I've had this perspective shift. I think you 
you age and you start to understand that emotions and relationships are far more complicated than we thought they were as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That it's not this black and white thing. Right. That there is no simple answer. So now as an adult, as a 28-year-old adult, do I think that what Kelly does is cheating? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, but I, I also don't think... I think that if her husband were to find out about it and and leave her i think he would be he would also be in the wrong um because fundamentally what i've arrived at is it's an impossible situation that she's in for sure i can't even i can't even begin to wrap my head around you know around this situation it's like it's and, a complicated, and the husband the new husband yeah. acknowledges it he says this is a very confusing time for her and you but, know what if i were in that same situation where yeah. if i had a fiance who who because that's essentially what they were he was going to propose he yeah. it, it was an engagement ring in that package oh yeah um <clears throat> if my fiance had been marooned on an island for four years and and i had never given up hope i I didn't ever fully believe that they were dead and i had like newspaper clippings and i'd like mapped charts and and all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden despite all odds they are thrust violently back into existence back into my life in Mm -hmm. into my kitchen at 11 o'clock at night. Hmm. I, you know, you would, I'm not saying that, you know, anyone, I'm not saying every single person in the world would then kiss that person. No, but no, But I no. am saying if they didn't, it would be an exercise in self-restraint. Because you haven't had, even if you've had closure, even if you've gone, well, they're dead. When all of a sudden they're not dead anymore. Mm-hmm. You would just be surrounded with all of those those feelings. As she says, you're the love of my life. I've never stopped loving you. Mm-hmm. I moved on because you were dead. I didn't marry this guy and these kids because I didn't and and have this this kid because I don't love you. Mm-hmm. But because everyone told me you were gone. And it's, now you're not gone. Yeah. And, you know, so that, it's just an interesting shift. As a kid, oh, I was yeah. like, Kelly's totally in the wrong. And this is cheating. And it's not okay. And 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 as an adult, I'm like, you know what? I don't think it was... It's not like she... They didn't have sex, right? No, she didn't no, sleep no. with him. Yeah. She kissed him. Um, a kiss has as much weight as you give it right a kiss is literally a kiss is like anything else a kiss is like a hug in that a weight it carries as much weight as you give it and there are world cultures all over the place that kiss each other and it's not a romantic thing yeah and i'd argue in this film like i'm not even sure a kiss would be um the most 
relevant thing to do when these two are kind of rejoining or reconnecting like i think it, in this circumstance in the film it might have just been a technique of showing their um their their feelings for one another and i, I you know maybe some people would that be their first immediate response but i'm i'm arguing just like i think that might have been a film technique yeah and maybe i mean all you know all the elements were there it was pouring rain oh yeah it yeah. was yeah <laughs> right like it was but yeah no you know what i'm <clears throat> I'm I'm as an adult I'm of the opinion I don't think you know was it an ideal situation no but it wasn't an ideal situation in any regard it was a a, a very complicated emotional confusing situation mm. um I don't think she can be faulted for what she did and I also don't think you know I don't think that if three or four months down the road, her marriage just, she just wasn't in it. And she just could no longer be a part of that marriage. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Absolutely. Um, but we're not, we're not talking about, Oh, just someone else came along and she decided she wanted this person instead. Mm-hmm. We're, it, this is like a, imp, you know, this is like an impossible to navigate situation. I would say, Oh yeah. um, and you know, if if that situation had led to her marriage to this guy, to the the doctor dentist guy, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. had 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 this had Chuck's return led to eventually her no longer being with her husband and her someday ending up with Chuck, you know, again, I, I it's it's horrible. Divorce is always horrible, um, but again. I don't think it would immediately just make her a a bad person mm-hmm. or a, you know, I don't think it's just like, oh, well, you know, you're so frivolous. You just left your husband because so, yeah, it's, 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 it's that's so interesting to me. And this yeah. is the first time I've seen this movie in a bit. Right. Um, and so I think it's the first time I viewed that scene fully with that kind of um, willingness to see it from her perspective. Oh, it's it's such a convoluted, complicated brew of emotions because, yeah, it's just so different from two people mutually parting ways because of uh, a relationship kind of running its course. Like, it's just a raw, emo- raw relationship that's just kind of been severed and then reconnected or at least put in the same room again where things left off. And... It's, it's just so complicated all around because then we see, um, I know it wasn't Spalding, but he was like a dentist and whatever the new husband's yeah, name is. Yeah, Sp- Spalding referred, referred yeah, Chuck to him at some point for, for like something. a root canal or something. Yeah. And we see them at the airport and he intervenes. Like he doesn't, I wouldn't say he's not supportive. I wouldn't say he's hands off, but he's definitely somewhere in the gray middle where he doesn't want the two of them. He doesn't want the two of them to meet up. And you know, I, it's such a complicated situation. I can't necessarily blame him. Like from Tom Hanks perspective, it's heartbreaking, but from the new guy's perspective perspective, who also has done no wrong. It's also a very complicated situation. So from all three of these individuals, like it's, it's weird to call it a love triangle, but from all, all their perspectives, it is so complicated, like incredibly complicated. I think, I think his actions are based like the husband. I think Mm -hmm. his actions are definitely based in like, 
insecurity and jealousy, and, but, oh, I, all, big but time. I don't blame him. It, 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 very, right. very much in self-preservation relationship mode. And you're right. Yeah, you can't blame knows. him. He you knows. Can't. He knows she loves him still. <laughs> For sure. But it, but he again, that's why it's so complicated you know. too. Because it's it's not like she's just frivolously moved on, or you know, you can't fault someone for doing something in this situation. Like she would have true, meaningful feelings for him, and vice versa. Like it is just, it is so emotionally complicated. It is. Yeah. Can we talk? Oh. Can we talk about the ending? Because yeah. Uh, because I've put more thought into the ending again. This this was like a this was a big castaway viewing for me. Well, okay, I've put so, more thought into the ending than I ever have before. Uh, so, so can I can I pose kind of an ambiguous ending? Well, so let me pose it because I I was I've got it on a list to talk about later. Can I just ask my kind of yeah. rhetorical question, and then I think that might oh, yeah, lead yeah, yeah, into yeah. you because I don't have an answer. So one of the questions I had was just the significance of this woman and obviously she has this package that he values the purpose of delivering it and he finally does deliver it and it's the same woman from the beginning who sent a package to her cheating husband and yada 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 i don't remember this film being so ambiguous in the ending and that's that's literally all i have to say like that i'm just curious what are we are to interpret about their interaction like which is literally three seconds and what where we are like what we what we're supposed to learn from his story is the is the credits roll and i uh, yeah i'm curious right. to chat about this ending well and so cuz i kind of figured i was watching you know cuz he she gives him the four options this yep. is the direction that this goes this is mm-hmm. the direction that goes mm-hmm. yada yada yeah um and so I was trying to figure i was watching closely cuz i was like i want to see cuz he he seems to clearly he seems to make a clear choice, right? Mm. The final direction that he looks, which is towards the camera, mm-hmm. he smiles, kind of, yep. like, that's the direction he's going with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fairly certain, having watched it, okay. um, that she, that he's looking in the direction where she said, and if you head back the way you came, there's a whole lot of nothing until you hit Canada. Now, <laughs> I don't think he's headed to Canada. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's smiling about. Sure. Although he should. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. But that's also the direction she's driven in. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. And I don't know if there's... It seems weird that... Because he's going to show up. You know, what's going to happen? He's going to show up and be like... Hey, your package saved my life. I love you. <laughs> and she's going to be like... Calling the cops? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, hey, I'm I'm not into dudes, dude. Like, <laughs> I, or, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, or I'm married. Or, uh, gee, I don't know. You know, thanks. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Um... I'm a sucker for the if if I were to give this film a critique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for not necessarily healthy endings, but like the romantic mm. ending. Sure. So as as beautiful and genius as I think his ending of like, you know, 
what I had to do on the island. And I, cause he has this whole monologue when he's sitting there sipping whiskey and he's talking about how he, he almost hung himself and, <laughs> and all of this stuff and, yeah. and how he literally had power over nothing. Um, and this, this is the same conversation where he talks about how he's lost Kelly again. And he, what he says is, I just have to keep breathing. Hmm. Right? He compares yep. surviving the loss of his relationship with Kelly to surviving on the island. Right? As, as a very isolating feeling. He's alone. Um, and, and all he has to do is keep breathing. Because tomorrow this uh, the sun's gonna come up again and and mm-hmm. yada yada mm-hmm. and and I think it's a beautiful 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 ending, sure. But I'd be lying if I didn't say, mm. uh, you know, I wish Kelly had left her husband, yeah, and got in the car and drove off with him. And oh, it's yeah. like, and it's awful because she's got a kid, and maybe that's the one thing. Maybe the kid is what complicates that. Maybe the For kid sure. is what would have made it horrible mm. um and you could infer that i don't know she would figure things out legally and like custody and who knows whatever right yeah but like um but part of me like yeah i'm just a sucker for it breaks my heart that chuck and kelly don't end up together because right. you want that yep you want the that's they're meant to be um mm. you know and it reminds me i've been i'm rewatching friends and there's an episode uh, where Joey is um, Joey finds out that his dad is has a mistress, um, hmm. and it turns out to not be a big deal because Joey's mom knows that Joey's dad has a mistress, and she's fine oh, with it because right. he's happier and more attentive and all this stuff. Sure, and, you know, and so Joey and Chandler are, it's 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 throwing Joey into a bit of an existential crisis because he's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm a I'm a ladies' man and I'm a bit of a player, but, you know, I always thought that, like, when the chips were on the table, I would be able to, you know, stand up and and, and be a stand-up guy and go the distance. Hmm. And, um, and Chandler says to him, you know, I have no doubt that, you know, I have no doubt that when the right woman comes along, You'll have the you'll have the ability to say, "No thanks, I'm married." <laughs> and it was just like this really fun. But it kind of reminded me of that, where I'm like, "She's with the wrong guy." The admirable thing, I guess, is to stay in your marriage. But then you know, is it because it's like, I don't know if if you both were going to be happier with the I, it's I we're back on that. I don't want to be back on that. But life's um, life's complicated, uh, man. I don't know what she, I don't know what the ending is. I don't know what he's, it seems like he's heading in the same direction. He's going to like turn around yep. and either go to Canada or go try his luck with this other woman, which I don't think is right because I don't like, I don't think that's what he's doing. Um, cause it seems to completely invalidate and, and just take all of the juice out of the feelings that he has for Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, if all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, what about this one? Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and maybe that's not even the direction. Like, maybe I'm thinking I know what direction he's heading in. And maybe the direction he's heading in doesn't matter. Maybe what matters is he's headed down a new road. 
Yeah, um, and it's it's ambiguous it's the right? next because chapter. we don't we don't know. Like he could just drive down there and not say, "Hey, you're the next one." Like they could just be two human beings connecting over a shared experience of what's in this package. Because I'm I'm curious what's in the package. I don't even know, but yeah. You're right. Like it's it's very very open ended. Very. Can you that imagine if it had been a bomb? <laughs> like she was like a it was like a ma- a letter bomb, <laughs> or I was gonna I was gonna say like a cell phone or something. Except for four years time, and like <laughs> what? And she gets she gets home and like sees it on the <laughs> thing. She's like, oh my god, no! <laughs> that would be so ironic because it saved his life at the expense of hers at the exp- yeah 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 hmm. absolutely uh soundtrack talk to me about soundtrack you're the soundtrack guy yeah this movie kind of sucks as far as soundtrack what just completely joking incredible incredible soundtrack it's um i i actually was listening to it a bit earlier today and there was a couple scenes i rewatched today just as time permitted and they were key emotional scenes and it, it does it so well um man it's just it's it's. I didn't even look. I don't think it was nominated for an Oscar, but um, it definitely could have been in my books if I was on the nomination committee. But yeah, this one is like a chef's kiss. The last few you've thrown my way, you've said, hey, Pete, what do you think of the soundtrack? And we've had a few in a row where I'm just like, yeah, it's there. It does stuff. This one is just incredible. It 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 doesn't tell the audience I, I feel like a, i've heard this before a, sound, a good soundtrack doesn't tell the audience what to feel or what to do but it just kind of helps kind of accentuate a scene or kind of build an atmosphere and this movie did that yeah absolutely i've said it before and i'll say it again sure what amazes me about this movie and i don't know if i'm like if everybody notices this or if i've just got a keen ear I didn't it. I didn't notice it. You you blew you enlightened me. Right. Did you but you notice it this time? This this time only only cuz I was made aware. Yes. Right. So there's some music at the beginning of the movie, just like some either in Russia, there's like some fun Russian yeah, stuff happening. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um and then from the time he gets on the island Right up until the moment he gets past the break wall and looks back on the island. He 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 finally he's he escapes the island's clutches and gets past the break wall and looks back on the island and then music starts. And but in that gap, the rest the entire time he's within the the clutches of the island. There is no soundtrack whatsoever, which is incredible. There is no music, and it and I think it goes such a long way towards create. It's it's totally an artistic choice, mm-hmm. and it's done to make you feel isolated. Oh yeah, to, oh yeah. To demonstrate how segregated from society he is. There's no music. Hmm. There's just the elements yeah it's just him and the elements yep oh man this is a good movie it's so good (laughs) you were talking about titanic and i was thinking today something (laughs) something that this film and titanic hold in common for me because i said it when we when we did the titanic one sure uh 
over a year ago. Yeah. Um, Almost 100 episodes ago. I just ago. watched this. Yeah. I just watched this. Okay. Uh, I would definitely sit and watch it again tonight. That's cool. Wow. I can watch, I could watch it two nights in a row. I'm and, not. And just be as sucked in and as engaged. I'm not quite at the same level. Like for me, there's a sp- couple specific films, but I'm very close. There were, when I rewatched a, f- a few scenes of Castaway, um, it definitely fell into the category. I was not fatigued of it. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to rate this thing or you got something else written down there? A couple more things I want to run through that uh, I do just want to hit on. The first is the scenes that blew me away that I want to say are not the Wilson crying scene. And I don't know if I've seen the movie in that film. Like I've seen that scene so many times that I think I might be a little fatigued of that one in specific. And it's a shame because it's such a raw and emotional scene where this man is just like bawling like an infant. And it's, it is, it's not that I hated the scene. It's just, it didn't touch me as much as it probably should have. But there's two scenes that I, uh, my hot take is that are more powerful than that. So the first, you you hit on this. It's right at the end when Tom Hanks returns to Helen after their exchange where he drives off and he comes back a few seconds later and they embrace in the pouring rain and nudge nudge to the soundtrack. You know, it it balloons up and it just all comes together. Oh, yeah. I I did I literally teared up in that scene because I let that scene just breathe and have its full influence as it should have. So that I would say that one was more impactful for me than the Wilson Wilson scene. This one it was a more subtle one and I, I it might be more specific to me, but it's when he's returned. So before the rain scene, they're in the house together, um, and he he's in the house with Helen Hunt, and he returns that watch to her. And he, uh, he, yeah. he says, and I wrote this down because it just really hit me. He says, it's a family heirloom and it should stay in your family. And, and then just, backs away. And he backs away. And just the implications of that, like I, I let that breathe. And it's just like your family. He's no longer part of it. Tom Hanks, yeah. del- and just the way Tom Hanks delivered that line, and he he gave this specific look when he did it, and he backed away, and it was so subtle, and it just... It you know, seemed like he was trying to hold back tears himself. Oh, it was just, he had these looks and mannerisms, and it, it so that, my point is, that scene and the one in the rain, but specifically that one was light years ahead of the Wilson Wilson scene. And that scene in particular is why I'm a little upset. Tom Hanks didn't win best actor because it was such an emotionally riveting scene. So both of those just, just hit it out of the ballpark for me. The only thing, and the last thing, this is more rhetorical. So unless you have an idea about significance or maybe a listener does and they can comment on it and it could just be like a theme that's in a movie and there's nothing more to it i was just curious about the whole significance of the whale sequences and there were three that i wrote down and maybe i missed one but when he gets off the island and he's on his raft there's a i'll just call it eye contact he kind of makes eye contact with a whale or he's looking at a whale and it's looking back at him then there's an incident where the whale splashes him and it awakens tom hanks and that awakens him to wilson's departure and then there's another splash 
that awakens him. And then that's when he's rescued on the ocean liner. And I was just curious, like if this was just a random theme or element that was weaved through that sequence of the film, or if there's something significant or something bigger here, I don't know. I'm just kind of asking rhetorically. I think it's probably just a theme. I can't think of a reason that explains it, but it was something that I, as a kid, I just was like, oh, it's what random whale scenes. And this time I'm like, okay, no, there's got to be a reason, but I, I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I honestly don't know. And the, it's the one part that feels awkward to me. Oh, okay. Um, Well, it's just like, you know, the eye contact part. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, what is what's going on here? <laughs> right. Because it's not like the CG on the whale also doesn't hold up. So it just sure. kind of like all of a sudden you're like, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so then, and then if there's a meaning, I've missed it. Sure. sure. Um, and as a result of not knowing the meaning, the meaning, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it just, it just feels like an overuse of whale. like sure you know you could say you could say the director had a whale of a time yeah uh i did want to say so those are the 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 moments that made you no i did want to (laughs) say those were the moments that made you cry Uh, my friend yep um who who hadn't seen it you said who hadn't seen it whole different moment oh they cried and i was like really hmm um, they cried when he's back at the hotel. Sure. Oh. Uh, uh, and this is it's there's this great moment. So you yeah. were you were talking about like things that he wished he'd had okay. and how that would have made his life. You know okay. these little trivial things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but the reverse of that I think is interesting is the things that he did have mm-hmm. that are now no longer luxuries, like the crab legs. Right. Right. He picks up a crab leg and he looks at it and he tosses it down. Like if I never see another freaking (laughs) crab leg again. Um, But the moment that made this friend of mine cry Hmm. is when he's sleeping on the ground and he's using the lamp to turn the light on and off of the watch, just like he did in the cave. Right. Yep. Um, And I was like, wow. And, And they were just like, because it shows he's just so committed to her. Hmm. She's he. She really is just his world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also the last time, you know. I'm sure he knows at this point. Um, he's about to. He's about to say goodbye to this watch. Yeah. His favorite picture that he took of her and this watch and the only, which is also, you know, so powerful that he gives her the watch because Mm -hmm. it's been really, it is the only thing that he takes to the island that he also brings off of the island with him. Right. Nothing else. He doesn't take any of his clothing at that point. He's got like a loincloth. <laughs> he doesn't take his 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 beeper, yeah. his yeah. any of that. Yeah. None of the stuff that he took to the island comes back to civilization with him hmm. except for this watch. And so he's literally because he's he's been dead for 4 years. Yeah. Not only is he returning a family heirloom to her, 
in that moment, he gives her his only possession. <laughs> it's the only thing he owns. Wow. And 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 all, all of the memories this watch has got him through. And I'd I'd take it a step further because I think this also marks the junction of time where he can like this probably marks the last time he can go to sleep flashing the light at her picture because oh, from absolutely. from here on where they have that encounter from here on out if he does any more obsessing over her not and it's not obsessing that's an awful word but if he fixates on her any more. It's no longer healthy. Like, it's no longer healthy it's, for yeah, it's anyone. Creepy. And, not, and not yeah. even just creepy. Like, it's just not going to help him resolve his issues. It's not going to help her. And it's just, it's it's an interesting point. Because that hotel scene really is significant for both those reasons. Of This is an emotional point where he he maybe doesn't fully realize it. But he has to emotionally let go and move on at that point. But also that intimate object of the, the watch. That's interesting. I, I kind of skimmed well, over that. And he says in his monologue to that guy sipping whiskey, um, you know, he says, I'm just so thankful mm-hmm. that she was on the island with me. Yep. Yep. Because had, had she not been, you know, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's what it was. It was about... Yeah. You know, it, the getting off the island was never about self-preservation. No, 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 no. It was about getting back to Kelly. Yeah. And and he got back to to find out that he he that he couldn't have her. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, rank the film. Uh, so when I rank it, I'll say I know what I have to do now. Got to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise. Who knows what the tide could bring? I had to write that down. It's such a so good, such a it's good so scene. Good. It's such a good scene. Again, I apologize for Andrew or anyone who takes offense to this, but this movie is so good. I think it's better than Gladiator. I have to say it. I have oh, yeah. to. Um, yep. I now didn't don't even remember what I rated Gladiator, but on my scale, I gave Castaway an eight point eight, and I think it's applicable to my scale. My scale says how much effort do you want to put into a movie? It's in the top tier. I would get a babysitter. I'd pay all the money to see it in a theater, and oh, at the end, I'd can say, "Can you imagine?" Oh, I'd say time and money well spent, brother. Oof. This thing in the theater? Yeah. I would if it because sometimes they put like old movies like this oh, in the yeah. theater. I am there yeah. in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on Marshall's scale, uh, a more traditional like zero to ten scale, friend of the show. Um, I gave it an eight, maybe a nine. So regardless how you cut it, it's in the eight to nine range in both my scales. Something of significance. I, it does not crack my top ten. I don't think, but it does. Uh, health in a healthful in a healthy way crack the top 25 at least at today's date was this film in my top 10 you score it and then i'll tell you because i actually have that list in front of me (laughs) do you really well i've got all the word docs oh okay yeah um uh uh 9.8 I give this film a nine point eight, and and the only reason I don't I don't give it a ten for two reasons. One is because I've been getting a little 
little wild and crazy with my tens, and I don't want to do that. Sure. Because um, I'm fundamentally against that. You are. And also are. because I don't understand the overuse of whale. If someone can explain the whale to me oh. um, and give me some deeper meaning, then that might bump it up to a 9.9. Um, wow. Yeah, 9.8. There's, there's this film, with the exception of confusing whale stuff, I think it's flawless. Like, what what would you change? Yeah, so so literally just the whale thing for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, was it in my top 10? No. If not, I feel like it was an honorable mention. It probably was. I don't have your honorable mentions, but it was not top 10. Okay, all right. Um, Whew. You, you set this up. I set this up all the time. I'm sick of setting this up. <laughs> well, we are going to hear from... Who, friend of the show Andrew who is going to tell us uh, before he tells us what he watched and leading into that segment he's also going to give us uh, some details uh, detailia on his impression of Castaway and he'll do that detailia? I don't know I'm why just, did you make it sound gross? well I didn't mean to and then it came out of my he's going to give us some details about Castaway and his perception of it then he'll say you know hey and also I watched and, hey, guys, what did you watch? And then he'll kind of lead us into our section. Yeah. Just like that. I guess the main reason why we are attracted to survival scenarios is to see what would we ourselves have done if we were in those situations. Do you know how to open a coconut without a knife? Because I certainly don't. On another level, there's also a philosophical idea about what is the most important thing in life and having a hope beyond hope. Or maybe just to live our lives one day at a time. Apart from the 90s pager, this movie also ages very well. Also, there's the iconic and horrific dental procedure which made this very memorable and uncomfortable. I would grade Castaway an 8 out of 10. This week, I rewatched 1996 The First Wife's Club. Being a child of that era, there's something comforting from watching 90s movies. I don't know why, it's like a warm blanket. The movie is about getting even with your ex, wrapped in a witty and sophisticated comedy. It's a really funny movie actually. Started by four iconic actors, Beth Midler, Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, and of course the great, the fabulous Maggie Smith. It's one of a few films I rewatch over the years. To quote the movie, it's a genius, a jam. What did you watch this week? Wow. Okay. And before, well, before we say anything, I just want to say. Sure. If you want to have your audio clip. Right. On this show. Yes. Uh, email it to themoviemanpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and, and just be like, hey. My name's Billy Bob from from Missouri. This week I watched Transformers. Human Centipede. <laughs> what did you guys watch? <laughs> and then, you know, we'll put it in the show. And you'll be entered into like future giveaways. Future draws and, and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, shit like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Th- Thank you, Andrew. And um, very, very good to hear from you. Get to your thoughts on Castaway. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll answer the question, shall I? 
Yeah. Tell us what you watched. Okay. I watched a lot this week. So usually the last few weeks, I've just been kind of rolling the, the dice back to you and saying your turn. Um, I've continued. And I know I can already sense the eyes rolled at the back of your head. But I've continued uh, on Lost. We're on season two. It's quite applicable that we're watching, like, a lot of the things we were watching were in line with Castaway, just as far as the setting and some contextual uh, similarities. But we've continued on season two of Lost. Once again, Castaway is better than Lost. I won't. I took, I've taken great offense to many a Lost things you've said, but that is something I probably wouldn't argue with, just because to me it's, it's um, it's it's a bit different, and I would I would probably agree that Castaway is better, but uh, it's too hard All to. Right. Okay. No one can know who can know such things. I watched two other films, three other films. Holy Hannah! Okay, I watched Badlands wh- from nineteen seventy three. It's a it was an interesting film. It starred um, Charlie Sheen's dad, Martin Martin Sheen, who I didn't realize was Charlie Sheen's dad. Very interesting, yeah. very interesting movie. Um, and the father of Emilio Estevez. Who? Emilio Estevez, the the jock from Breakfast Club, the the, the guy oh. from Mighty Ducks. That's Charlie Sheen's brother. No way. Yeah. So so Charlie's birth name. So yeah. Sheen is a stage name. It's okay. an acting name. It's his father's stage uh, name, and so Charlie took it on as well. Sure. Charlie Sheen's actual birth name is Carlos Estevez. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, wow. There you go. See, the more you know. The more you know. Anyway, I watched Badlands from 73. It had a young 25-year-old Martin Sheen. Uh, it was a Terrence Malick film, one of his first films. Interesting film, interesting view. I watched two more films. So, like, I was jam-packed in comparison to this week. Um, I watched two films that are both the second films of trilogies. I watched Bad Boys 2, which... Okay. Mm, it was okay. It's not as good as Bad Boys 1. Yeah, I think that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, I def- I've never seen them before, so there's nostalgia. There's nothing there for me. I haven't seen the third one yet. Bad I haven't Boys either. Life or something. Yeah, but be, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely just I wasn't there for it as far as the first one had some kind of corny 90s-ness to it, so I, I drank it up for what it was. This one had like a couple moments, but definitely not worth the 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 whole like making the whole viewing being like whoa that was amazing so that was the one film i watched the other and the last thing i watched was i watched the matrix reloaded after we reviewed the matrix i was like eh, i'm gonna take the pill that makes me go into the matrix and i can't remember what color it is and i feel kind of embarrassed to say that out loud but whatever pill it was took it um it's it's not a bad movie and again i said this in a review the second and third matrixes aren't bad or if they are it's i I can't comment on them because i haven't seen the third one recently so it wasn't that it was bad but it does make me wish that uh it it, the matrix was just a standalone film it just gets a little it's weird it gets a little tacky and there's some things where they you know in the first one there's like here's some anomalies about life that we explain about being in a computer program and there's some things that yeah. they try to do in the second movie and it's like, okay, I guess that's kind of interesting, but like, 
I think we've beat this dead There's, horse a little bit. Let's like. I and, think you have to suspend disbelief too much yeah. moving forward. Like yeah. in the first one, you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, that's crazy." <laughs> and the second one, you've got like the twins and stuff, and yeah. you're like, "I don't understand their relevance." And, and it, like, it gets a little how that makes sense within the program, and, and just the whole plot gets a little convoluted. And it's like, okay, now you're just really leaning into it. Maybe more story needed to be told, but did we need two more films? And I just, I would have been so much feeling stronger about the original one just being standalone that uh, it would have just been such an artistic merit just to be like, wow, that was an interesting story that had a definitive end, or at least a definitive, like, that's the end of the story we need to see. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't regret on it. I don't hate, hate on it. I just, it is what it is. And, um, the first one is by far artistically the most uh, accomplished of the of the the two. Anyway, going, I sure. I haven't seen the third one, but yeah. So, lot of lot of second films and Charlie Sheen's dad is what I watched yeah. this week. What did you watch this week? Uh, so interestingly, the only things I've watched this week are also sequels. Interesting. Um, are also like second installments. Uh, so I watched the second episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, the rewatch continues. The rewatch, and uh, I watched the second Jackass movie. Okay. Um, I don't know what is what is with this week, man. Um, but I'm 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 over the moon because the trailer, the first trailer for Jackass Forever, dropped today. Uh, <laughs> And it's everything I want it to be. It's nice. oh my goodness! It's so, it's glorious. Yeah, I'm Here, gonna show it to my. I'm gonna show it to my girlfriend tonight. The trailer, and she'll be excited. Here, when you said you only watched sequels this week, I thought you were gonna say you had seen Castaway Two. No, get yeah. There's no. It's that's. I would throw up on myself <laughs> if they announced tomorrow. Check. You don't want you know. to see Chuck owning like a a little coffee shop or like running in a, a booth at a farmer's market. He gets on a boat and and <laughs> oh shit, it's happening again. <laughs> like oh yeah. This time he puts some googly eyes on a hockey puck and he's like <laughs> You know? It's just it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't carry the same, you know, the same weight. Or this time, maybe Helen Hunt's stuck on an island, you know? And she comes back, and and Tom Hanks is there to say, Sorry, sister, I got married. I, What do you want? Right. Get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, and uh, Spalding's... Uh, so there the, for that. The dentist is still fixing root canals somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up, sir. All right, everyone... Thank you for listening. Please like, follow, subscribe on all our various social media posts below. Um, give us a good rate and review wherever you're listening. Uh, you know, giving us a good plug on Apple Podcasts just really helps kind of the algorithm and help helps other people find the show. Um, if check yeah, out help our, us cheat the matrix. Help Come us on. cheat it. Please check out our Patreon and merchandise page below at, and feel free to help support the show. Help us uh, keep the lights Buy on. A mug. <laughs> help us uh cover costs thank you to all our existing patrons and the shout outs to 
Brenna, Marshall, Andrew, um, Daphne. We we really appreciate um, everyone who uh, helps helps us uh, maintain and grow the show. And until next time, can I, I hope- say something so quick about Daphne? Please, please. So, da- so, uh, so as as you may know. I have this like side hustle, not even like my gaming YouTube channel, but sure. I've got like a YouTube YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, like normal videos. And in Canada, I don't know if they've done this in the States, but in Canada, they've recently released these like craft dinner like, oh, mac and cheese flavor yeah. boosts. Yep. Um, and I had I wanted to get all six of them <laughs> and do six YouTube video like review them. Nice. Um, make them and you know, whatever. And uh, and I I was I had tracked down five out of the six, oh, and I no. could not find the sixth one. Dang! But Daphne is mailing me a pack. What a homie! So that the yeah right right. I feel like I feel like, and I told her this. I was like, I feel like Thanos, and I just got the Soul Stone or Mind Stone. <laughs> that was the last one I needed. Right was the Mind Stone. Right. And now I can snap and and kill half of everyone. I don't, um, I don't know. This got dark. Goodbye.